So this is a recording of Saito Tejaniya checking Group F for the fourth time at the Insight Meditation Society on Thursday, May 10th, 2012. And with the eight of you who are reporting first, please identify yourself by raising your hands and holding them up there so they can yeah. okay. see who you are. <laughs> You're on. What are the causes and conditions for the arising of calm and relaxation in the mind? When checking the mind, uh, there's often anxiety and worry. Right view is the condition for calm to arise in the mind because without right view, he says, then the mind has wrong view. So there'll be wrong thoughts, things it wants. Doesn't want. Frightening or worrisome. So if the mind considers things to be frightening or considers things to be worrying, mm -hmm. so that will affect the mind. So when there's right view, there's right thinking, then Right thinking understands the you know general um, principle of cause and effect, and therefore it doesn't unnecessarily worry or you know. So when don't know things as they are, whether it's nature or facts about a certain thing. Uh, the unknown, you know, things like that. He says so, not knowing, you know, um, creates, um, you know, uh, fear in the mind, anxiety, mm -hmm. um, greed, aversion, and so on, the wrong, wrong view. So in this context, right view is, this is, this is, a, this is as it is. There's okay. nothing that the mind needs to it's not that the mind doesn't do anything. Right view or right understanding brings acceptance that things are happening as they are. And then understanding what the right action is, or the appropriate action is, then takes the appropriate actions necessary. Yeah. 
so when somebody understands things in the right way, then they are not shaken mm. by what is arising. There's not the, the clinging, the resistance, the aversion, the fear, <coughs> the desire, because they see it as it is. <laughs> The, the Buddha gave a guarantee. He said, if people practice the Satipatthana, he said it will bring the. Um, uh, it will bring happiness, quote unquote, to the body and the mind. <laughs> it will free the mind of worry and anxiety, <laughs> and it will enable the flowering of wisdom. There often arises in this mind that the thought that this mind is damaged, that this mind can't relax, can't. Relax malo. ลงตามมาหมู่ฟูบ่ลงตามมาตัวลงตามนี่นั่นน่ะนี่ Wisdom that can bring change to the mind. It's only because it's not the wisdom is not there yet. to thank Sayadaw for the instruction he gave my fellow yogi about relaxing the mind just moment by moment with pain in the body because I I have not some meditation pain but structural pain that really comes up when I sit on the floor and I've actually been able to sit on the floor for so much longer than ever um, in working with that instruction so I really appreciated that and I am wondering if he could say a little bit about what would support maintaining awareness when a lot of cognitive functioning is required? When I'm reading something technical, awareness seems to go out the window and all of the focus is just on processing the material at hand. Mm -hmm. um, and that's an area I'd like to learn to be more aware in my daily life. Mm -hmm. So reading or listening to a lecture that's involved, um, those sorts of activities. ตัวเนี่ยตัวเบียร์ยอกอยู่ซึ่งอ๋อชอบบ่เราก็น่ารับบ่ลูกชูบ่เปียวๆตัวตรวจอะไรตัวอ่ะคณะโกนี่ถ
technical ไลน์ใส่อ่ะนําเราอารมณ์เนี่ยซาผ่าล่ะรู้น้าทําว่าล่ะอะไรสิเลยตัวลงมาอะไรอะไรเนี่ยฮะปูร้องหนีนี่เ
like that processing gets a little dulled. Yeah. Somehow. Do up your the dia sasalo shen shi de so yi tu sin za de de ba de la ma chi de 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 da me a lo mo phen ne a shen ma shi lo ko ha de di tha mo jo sai yi ko sin za de ha ri lo lo ka mo ye ro ma nya a mo shi lo nya a mo nye nye bi sin za yeah he says that's right because when there's not the wisdom that comes with the momentum he says then you know we feel like we're having to squeeze the mind to try and get both done yeah a shen nya la de ba ba pyo ma so tu tu ปล่อยที่ชื่อญาณเลยสมมุติไอ้นี่เลยใช่มั้ยหนูล่ะเหรอไอ้แม่ตัวติเนาะไอ้แม่เท่มาสารชีพไอ้ไม่ใช่ช
Might even be singing a song. Oh, singing what? Singing a song from your childhood. So the mind is always musing. The, the mind has so many functions, so many, 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 many functions. He says, it's like a river. In the river, there are currents and there are layers. So there's, you know, from shallow to deep water, and then there are currents going this way and that way in the water. He says, how much do you think is happening in the river? That's the mind. It's not just one thing working. It's tons of things working. Yeah. But the river Most of which does we don't get see. placid. Well, rivers don't get too placid. Lakes do. Yeah. Okay. On the <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah. I'll do what I can with that information. What? I'll do what I can with that information. Right information. Yeah. The Tanai na lo lai o man. Hey, what? The Tanai na lo lai. We machine na machine tiko. Machine na As far as our direct experience is concerned, he says we just recognize we see thinking or we don't see thinking. We are aware of thinking or we are not aware of thinking. But he says, do practice. He says, because it is when you practice that you will get relief. He says, yes, you can practice if you have an interest. <laughs> I do. I'm. I want to share something, if I may. Something I started doing many years ago because I saw there was no continuity. I'd have it when I'd be sitting or walking, but um, I started using um, opening doors as something to trigger, trigger my mind. Are you there? Yes. Because you're going from one phase to another, whether it's a car door, whether you're coming out of a building or in, or so that. Um, not that it happened every single time, but it happened a lot. It's mm. been a good practice. So mm. And so you can slowly increase the, the triggers, he says, and increase mindfulness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one by one, he says, maybe 
sometime, you know, for some time. It's one one thing, one trigger, and then you say, okay, you mark it up. Okay, next trigger. Next trigger, and slowly they start to come up with more triggers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 A little bit in the same vein about um, not seeing thinking. I've noticed it's been a couple of days since I've had this experience, but I, um, I noticed it a couple of times where uh, it happened after an aha moment. Sorry? An aha moment, having uh, some understanding. An aha moment, yes. Yeah. <laughs> where, um, it was just a tiny, tiny moment of um, no object being, being in view, yet there was a sense of awakeness there. Is that just that I that wasn't seeing of the object? that were there or is that is that um, what is it what is it sorry just to clarify what was the aha moment this specifically mm -hmm. um since it was two or three days ago, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but um, it might have been um, getting um, the, sort of understanding deeply. Um, there's only mind and object. Okay, and then after so this that, was yeah. then after that. I'm not sure if that was what the that particular. Was or not, but likely. Okay. But and after uh, that, you felt like you s there was awareness and no object. Yeah, but that but that doesn't is not consistent with that. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, you were aware. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just. Okay. But there was kind of a distinct knowing. Yes. That there wasn't an object. ตัวอ่าโอ้มาซิซ่าเนี่ยจองตัวเปียวตัวแท้เปียวดาเลยตัวเฮาตัวเนี้ยตัวเอ่ออาหาผิดเลยอาหาสมาร์ทตัวอา
it is only when we don't understand it as an object or what an object is that we think there is no object. When the mind is knowing the mind, so for example awareness, but it doesn't recognize this is the mind and therefore an object, it can feel like there is nothing being known. <laughs> it may be silence or quietness or, you know, generally we think of objects as being physical objects. So when the mind knows the mind, we think there is no object, but that's just because the mind doesn't understand. It's not because there's no object. So the mind can know the mind when there's... Yeah. The mind no. can know the mind anytime. Whether there's activity yes, or, or not. not. Yes. Okay. When, when the mind becomes quieter, there is samadhi. Um, it, the mind sees itself more. Yeah. He says, but if we don't have information at that point, you know, that this is the mind, the mind is quiet, the, this is the state of the mind, and so on, he says, often when yogis come into the state, they will say, Saido, there's no more object. Just wrong. Yeah, just because there are no physical objects that are obvious, they think there are no objects, but there's always an object. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to assume that it was the mind. Yeah, it's okay, just because the mind didn't understand. <coughs> Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have a question about books and reading <coughs> and um, I think because we were given permission and even encouraged to read retreat, yes. retreat it's, uh, this is not new for me to recognize I have um, a lot of greed and attachment around books mm. and reading mm. and because it's a cultural social value mm. it makes it easy to sort of say well it's okay <laughs> but I also realize that um, in a way it's always looking for borrowed wisdom mm. um, and it's like this book and this book and this book and I have to have every one of them even if I haven't read the last 20 uh, really recognizing it as a, there's a lot of suffering in that actually, um, and I think I just and because because it's bored with them, of course it's never satisfying, it's never enough. Mm. It would just go on forever, and I don't think I'd seen it quite like that before. Um, so I'm just wondering, kind of, how to get the balance between. Um, that kind of bored with them. I mean, there's a lot of people out there wiser than I am, so it has a, a big place in my life. And yet, sometimes I think it, it, it stops me from developing my own wisdom, and so that, and then that leads to doubt and a lack of trust in myself. So, how does it do that? Well, if I'm always looking outside, that someone else has the wisdom, or this book of, will have the. So it makes you judge yourself. Yes. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Tua, uh, di di sekarang sah down pay pada alam pilihan sura. Tua, 
ตุดีสาวบ่มาสาวพัดเตะบ่มาตุมาลอบ่ชิเลยสรอตุดเตะมาซ้ําหมูเลยตุบ่เอ่อตุบ่มาตุสาวเตะพัดตะวะนาบัง
talks the thought to you. Yes, exactly. He says that even then, to know that talking thought, we may have to make so much effort to recognize it. We so often not even recognize it. But that that is already over, he says that's even faster, more subtle. Step back. Step back and watch. Watch. Patiently. Um, so, for example, he says in a real life situation, something's going to happen, you know, and you come to watch, and you're waiting. You're waiting to see what's going to unfold. That's the sense of. What's the difference between awareness and sense consciousness? The, you know, the mm, consciousness. Consciousness. <laughs> sense consciousness, he says, is in a sense stupid, he says, because all it does is no, there is no uh, yeah, I have some medication for you if you'd like it. Yes. Sorry? I have some medication for you if you'd like it. Oh, I don't like medication. <laughs> well, then suffer. <laughs> no, there's more suffering to the body when you take chemicals. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm talked out. If I stay up, like I, I'm awake for very late, I can sit for a long time, mm. and then of course the thought comes, tomorrow you're going to be tired, because that's happened in previous retreats, when then I'm falling asleep. 
And so, and then he says in here, if the mind and the body are getting tired, something is wrong. Mm. And so, what's the balance? I mean, how do I know if it's, the body's really tired because I only slept three hours the night before, four hours, and it's skillful to go to sleep, or because there is indeed something wrong with the meditation? Are you feeling tired? Right now? No, no, at the <laughs> time. In your sitting meditation the, later The following day, yeah. But when you're sitting at night, you don't feel tired. Exactly. And I could stay up for a long time. But then the following day, I'm tired. <laughs> so am I doing something wrong? Okay. ตัวอัญญาจัยตะคุเบจีเนี่ยอาศัยตะลุใส่มาอาศัยตะลุใส่มาอาศัยลุเบเป็นมันอาศัยบ่าวเป็นมันเสียจังอยู่ตีอยู
a belief that conditions ตัวเองทั้งหมดเลยแต่คอนดิชั่นส่วนเนี่ยตัวเองทั้งหมดสาบิตัวเนี่ยเปลือกเลยอ่ะมาอืมอืมตัวจริงน่ะสิอ่
Kili na dulo dulo ma, kule kulo kulo. Defilements will do their work, you do yours. So why is it that the talking, talking, that talking increases for me anyway, concentration? I mean, I'm not aware that I'm more aware talking. Not always, but often. Because talking is body for gone lot of it. Why don't you? Are you focusing? Are you talking? Yeah. On something? But you are aware. That's what I'm... I'll check. Yeah, in and out. He says in our ordinary lives, we already use concentration, right? We concentrate on the concepts that we need to, to interact with when we do work. It just seems, and also the other thing that happens is initially there's a lot of chatter after talking. There's mm -hmm. more chatter mm -hmm. in my mm -hmm. mind until it settles down. Initially, after talking. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we're mindful, he says the mind is aware of things that are happening, and then once the conversation is over, the mind can just drop it and go on. To the next thing because it's kind of in the present moment. He says, but if there's no awareness, he says, then the mind sort of attaches to things because there's no mindfulness, so there'll be emotions and emotions attached to things in the conversation. Then after the conversation is over, they'll play play over the things again. ก็ดีใจอยู่เลยพี่ด้วยพี่ก็ไม่ได้ทางเกี่ยวกันแต่ไม่ได้ทางเกี่ยวกันแต่ไม่ได้ทางเกี่ยวกันแต่ไม่
ตัวอ่ะมาสกาบะเปียวเนี่ยสกาบะเปียวจริงๆมันหมดปูเลยอ๋ออาทุกหมู่เนี่ยตัวลงไปสุบรอมาเอ้อมาพอเอออาทุก
with the intuitive faculty, when we're intuitive, when we're receiving, where is it coming into? Receiving what? Um, well, just intuitive, such as really sensing something. Um, like thinking of someone you haven't even seen in eight years or heard from, mm. and they call. Mm. Um, knowing that um, someone's going to show up, knowing that, you know, something intuitive where it, it, it comes at you, you're receiving some kind of information of something that comes to be. Where are we receiving? What part of our being? Mm -hmm is receiving. And these are small things. There have been more than that happening. Um, but what is receiving? What part of our being There's is no being. picking up? There's no being. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Intuition <laughs> ซึนซ้ามีล่ะแหละอะไรมาตะคุกุตู่จองจาแลไม่ห่อยดีลูกจองไต่ไส่เนี่ยลูกไต่ไส่เนี่ยลูกไปดีมาไต่ไส่เน
awareness, um, it seemed like the conversation could go on, and it, it, it was very helpful, and I'm looking forward, as, as uh, she said, to taking it on the road, mm -hmm. to trying it, uh, you know, at home yeah. with my family. เออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออ
in Western psychology, there's this idea of the unconscious. Subconscious. Subconscious. The, the, yes, the subconscious. The, there's a part of the mind that, that is not in awareness. And it seems like it's that part sometimes that, that blurts out things that then cause problems. Western psychology, Buddhism and subconscious, but unconscious, he says, but in Buddhism, they say that when you have awareness, the unconscious or the subconscious will become conscious. Truly. You will begin to see what's in those, yeah. Yes. I, I know Steve talked about this, but I don't think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the difference between consciousness, mindfulness, and, and awareness. Yeah. Mindfulness and, and awareness. Right. Oh, Sado uses mindfulness and awareness in the same way. And consciousness as well. Mm-hmm. Consciousness is the what he talked about just now, the st- stupid mind, the functioning mind that so only that's knows. The five, the fifth. But generically uses mindfulness and awareness. Yes, generically he uses, yeah, he uses mm-hmm. those anonymously. In the book, mindfulness and awareness are the same thing. Yeah, that's why he doesn't like sometimes to use awareness or, or mindfulness. He prefers to say observe or watch. Recognizing mind. Recognize. Something we do all the time, so. So in the book he says we're not the object and we're not the mind either. So we as in like the I, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a projection of the mind. Yeah. Okay, so the thing that he said, shall we close early? No. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, let's see that. There seems to be nothing left to say. Is it open? Why? To Why? Yes, it's open. open. To, uh, I have a question. <laughs> 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 yeah, I have a question about. Um, Trying, try, um, trying to see d- delusion, 
Okay, so I have the experience when I'm, so, you know, concentrated on, on retreat, that I'll have certain perceptions that seem very strong to me, right? That, that I feel very clear on them, for example. There'll be a lot of conviction. I'm sure there's a lot of defilements in that, but it feels as clear as I would feel anything, right? Then, um, even just the shift, say, from last night to today, and talking, uh, my perception of, of reality and of what I perce- say, how I would perceive that same subject is quite different. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me, then comes in a lot of doubt mm-hmm. of which state is delusional? <laughs> <laughs> or both, right? I mean, like, how, in, in a sense, it's like, what's the, where is there any ground to stand on? Because the conviction might be, say, something I want to act on that's very, feels like a motivating conviction. Could yeah. be a very wholesome, actually. I'm thinking of a wholesome conviction. Yeah. But then it, it feels totally different when I come out of that you know, when I'm in the last focus โอ้โหตั้มมาแฉะเนี่ยอกูดีตั้มมาแฉะเปนเนาะดีมาแฉะတော့ตู่ตะမျိုးเปลี่ยนเนี่ยเนี่ยဆိုတော့เนี่ย
He says, when you were, like yesterday, mm -hmm. for example, he says, you were knowing what was happening in the mind. Mm -hmm. Now in talking, there's just no awareness of what's happening anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's just forgotten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the memory, it's the concept. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he says it's like. It's like criminals, you know. He says they don't know, so they're not afraid. They they're not aware of the effects or the anything about themselves. They just yeah, they just they don't care. They don't know. It's the fear of delusion. A uh, non-fear of delusion is the the bravado of delusion. Yeah. What I don't get is why that projection of I and self is so tenacious when I have moments of understanding deeply that there is no self and I understand that it just gets me into trouble constantly, but it's just so tenacious, it just keeps showing up and showing up and showing up. Because that wisdom is not strong enough that we've developed. It's not long-lasting. He says, most of our understanding of it is intellectual. We have a little bit of experiential knowledge, but that's not enough. Yeah. We have seconds of wisdom, maybe even hours. The rest of the, our whole life is covered with the, with the defilements. Yeah. That's why the Buddha said, Be mindful all the time because it's just not enough. He knows the defilements are very strong. Yes. Uh, Sarah, I was speaking earlier um, about when you're concentrated on something uh, like a concept in the world, something you're, you're learning or whatever, reading. Mm -hmm. That if you have momentum built up with awareness, it'll stay there. So there'll be a sense of being aware as yeah. you're as yeah. you're as you're being very specific in that focus. Yeah. Can you bring that same attitude towards <coughs> concentration practices in meditation? Like today, I found mm -hmm. after all the talking, yeah. I just went back to my room and sat, and my old habit yeah. kicked in where I just wanted to just uh, yeah. just really drop in. Yes. And I noticed as I was doing it that I let myself do it, but I also kept sort of. Yeah, I kept like a little more open. Mm -hmm. So rather than just going, yeah, like going better absorption type yeah. quality, yeah. just keeping that. So can you do sort of bringing mm -hmm. awareness, to awareness to more focused mm -hmm. object concentration as well? Yeah, I'm to 
But is there, can there be authentic wisdom in that awareness? Wherever there is sati, wisdom can arise. Sati is a necessary component for wisdom to arise. It's not not necessarily. He says, if we're, you know, you can use both judiciously, skillfully, as you as you. In life, there are so many situations you can use whichever is most skillful for that situation. To do only vipassana all the time. It's not always the easiest thing because we work with so many concepts in our lives. Sometimes we need some summertime. ปลุกย่อมเลยเตียตมาสุยเนาะมีปัตตนาเตียตมาเป็นเปียวเปียวถ้าวิปัตตนาเตียตมาเป็นเปียวเปียวดูดิเนเซสันเนี่ยขยัน
less defilements in the mind. If this is not what is happening, he says then, you know, what is the mind doing? Like, where's the... He's speaking about this. He says because there are, um, there are some practices that, you know, that he's heard of where some people think that they have to be like uh, equanimous all the time. So they've put on this equanimity. Mm -hmm. they've, pulled, they've, they've decided to be equanimous. And he says there's, there's also practices, you know, where uh, because of the power of their minds, the concentration of their minds, he says maybe the mind has joy and then they're aware of it and it disappears. And mm -hmm. it's almost like they're using the power of the mind to even prevent uh, pos pos positive mind qualities, um, mm -hmm. wholesome qualities of mind from arising because they use the, the, the concentration too much on everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. And that sort of thing where you watch something and it just, you know, it, it, it disappears or it's suppressed because of the power of focus. He says, that sort of thing is not arising and passing away. It's not seeing arising and passing away. It's, it's sort of like not allowing another mind to arise and, and replacing it with this mind which is much stronger, which is the focus and concentration. Yeah. Yeah. If we understood um, uh, impermanence, he says then maybe there's happiness. And then the understanding that this happiness is also changing. Mm -hmm. If there is uh, wholesome um, qualities, uh, you know, if wholesome actions are being done um, and the mind is wholesome, he says, then um, the joy will arise in the mind. This is a natural cause and effect. He says, then be aware of that. He says, and yeah. yeah he says, if we really want to understand impermanence, he says, then we let, you know, whatever arises in the mind arise in its own, you know, cause effect um, um, chain, and and then the mind recognizes that things are changing. Let's <coughs> Sometimes people who have focusing concentration, they look at things with that focus, he says, and the thing disappears and then it's just quiet. Yeah, but yeah, it's not natural. That's not wisdom from, that's not equanimity with wisdom. That's like the mind blotting everything out so the mind's not feeling anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Well, I'm just wondering about the no thought and jhana. So I no thought, no, no thought within the context of the jhana practices. Jhana, jhana. Yes. That um, I believe that you know in the suttas, the, the way uh, Buddha describes the jhanas, at one stage there, you know, the first stage there's thought, but at one stage there's no thought. I understand that any stage it appears, in my understanding, is still the object. You still, as the mind has an object, even if it's very ethereal the object, but is it possible to have, I'm still wondering, no thought as the object, but rather something else? <coughs> 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 um, 
So long as the mind is paying attention to an object, the mind is thinking about that object. Mm-hmm. If you see the mind, you might see it, but if you're just looking at the object, then you like see just the object. Like just no words, but that <coughs> yeah, there's something yeah. that's mm-hmm. present it's directing the, the attention over and over, yeah. And it's there or sustained or whatever. So you would call that thought, because there's a concept in samatha, the object is a concept. Perception is already at work because without perception, there can be no concept. So that is already, yeah, perception. You could when, somebody else may know it, but um, you know, in the latest stage of jhanas, just because of the, this is what it is in the suttas too. Um, that it says no perception even at the at a later stage. No perception or non-perception. No. Is that atinya, natinya, bale, a a a a, the bimari, bale. Bah yeah, bale. so this is just about something that uh, I think Gasaido said about pain and working with pain. Um, you know, not the kind of pain that's just uh, comes and goes in the mind with when sitting, but like a structural pain or some true, um, you know, imbalance in the body that so that the pain continues after you're sitting or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he was saying not to focus on pain, you know, and. Yeah, relax moment to moment. But he was saying that um, I thought uh, if when to especially do that if there isn't continued awareness, if the mind doesn't have stability. But I got the impression that he was saying once the mind has stability and there is a continued awareness, that there was some other way that he might recommend working with pain. I thought he said that. Yeah. The only thing he said is that when there's a reaction in the mind towards the pain, there is some aversion not ready resistance to right. right. the mind is not yet ready to look at the pain. Once there is no longer any reaction and the mind feels settled and calm, then you can look at the pain. But then it's not painful anymore if there's no resistance At that time when there's no aversion in the mind, the meaning pain is no longer there. Pain is a projection of the aversion, averse mind. So when there's no more version, it's just an object. It's just an object that you can look look directly directly at that. Sorry? But he feels that you can look directly at that that point. When there's no version. Yeah, yes. 
sensations while there's no aversion to them are still there and very strong but after a while the body goes into shock I get dew on the lip I get dew on the forehead the blood pressure starts dropping and essentially I go vasovagal fall over kind of thing have you done that here and, and vomit now I catch myself before doing it and nobody's noticed you know you've done that here yeah just by sitting with the pain, sitting with the pain, sitting with the pain, sitting with, not being averse to it, saying, "Okay, this is just a sensation that's there." And actually being comfortable in the mind. Yeah. But then after a while, it sort of catches up with the body, and the body starts going vasovagal, just as if you really injured yourself and you get lightheaded and stiff. Yeah, Yo 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 wabro no pain di kanakuma pientana kanzamu batilo yaro no ayum chanda nelu batilo yare sekaro inelu tupiore inelu tupiore 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 นาราติเปียนทันรัวเจอุหมาลูเตียวโกตะอายายแท้ไลตูอันนารุบาลูผิดแต่ดิโกเวทนาเปียนทันคานะโคมาเวทนาเปียนทันคานะโคมาเรีย
Okay, yoga papi and I, yoga makanino is do do let do 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 the the wawa do be a So this, I mean, yeah, child, I not see me. Yeah, he says, yoga papi and I be. This is a practice to understand the mind and how it interacts with the body. Yes, to understand so that we can use it when it's necessary. You're in a meditation retreat. If the mind is in a you know, if the body is in pain, and you can make yourself comfortable. So there is, um, he says it's like when it's cold, you make the body comfortable so that you don't freeze or get sick. So wisely, you, if you have the choice, you wisely do what's necessary for the mind. If you're in a situation where you had to bear that much pain and you couldn't run away from it, you could keep the mind equanimous. The thing and, is that it's know, not bearing the pain because there's no suffering. It's what? almost like the body has its own agenda, like it doesn't like it. No, I'll move if I'm suffering. I don't like to suffer any more than anybody else does. Well, if you know the body is in distress, then do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's a useful tool. It's a useful tool to have this wisdom and understanding of how to, to use this. I ain't sure that so when it's cold, you make it warm. When it's hot, keep the body cool. Do what's necessary. Yeah. He says, of course, there are practices like there are some summertime practices where you can sit in the snow and generate your own heat. Mm-hmm. You can even melt the snow on the, around you. Yeah, yeah, the Tibetans like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the Tibetans do that. But you know, operation or museum of people who are Yeah, there are people who are very good at samatha, and you know they can do an operation without without museum of people who are very good. Yeah. That's why the Bhagavad Gita calls it. See, 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 the Bhagavad Gita that you hear, the Bhagavad Gita. He says that sort of thing is like. Uh, it's just the power of the mind already. You know, it's not what is on a n- normal level. It's just a superpower of the mind, yeah. You know, developing the power of the mind to another level. Uh, I'm not trying to force that issue. It's just I, I don't understand why I could be so comfortable <coughs> mentally. Yes, but the body will still. But the body will still. Yeah, and the cold the body will freeze, so yeah. Don't be worried. But it's not a real pain because it's the same pain that you get that disappears. So the body will still be in the same way. Don't be worried. It's not called pain. Pain is a meaning, yes, for yes. the averse mind. Yes. But there are sensations in the body. There are they call fluctuations in the rupa, and the rupa has been taken to an extreme. The rupa this, this is, will, it's a disease. Call, it's a, in Burmese, it's called a disease. Yeah, the the body has disease, disease. 
and the body will have its you know its its effects with, to the disease, but <coughs> the mind need not feel the <coughs> the re uh, reaction to it. Body can still have disease. So as my practice form has shifted a little bit, uh, some talking and uh, sitting a little bit less, etc. I've been, you know, trying to maintain an overall awareness of that, of just the overall, sh the, the overall shift of, you know, what's happening in the mind and in the body, and a little bit of reflection on, with regard to what we, what we really take. When, when we leave retreat, like what, yeah. you know, we come here, we have a particular kind of experience that's quite unique, and then, you know, we enter a very different environment. <clears throat> so, what I notice is that uh, any level of concentration is, can be lost very quickly. Mm -hmm. Mindfulness has a capacity to maintain itself better. And... Sorry, mindfulness has a capacity to maintain itself better. Yeah, like that seems to be, for example, I can come up here and sit and wait for you folks in Sayadaw to arrive. Mm -hmm. There's not as much concentration as there has been, but mindfulness, but mindfulness I, can, I, can, I can bring mindfulness back. And, you know, here you come down the hall and hear the birds, and that's available. And in reflecting on past retreats, it seems that uh, mindfulness does remain a little bit, right? And it's more of a gradual departure. And uh, since we've been talking about right view a lot, I've been thinking how really that even even though you know I have a modest degree of understanding, what came up for me was that's really what I that is what I call on in my daily life when I get when the defilements are really yeah. overwhelming and I you know sometimes I just you know I just sit and I not even meditate I just sit at the kitchen counter and say okay what's what am I not seeing here what's the real view I try to you know create that that context for myself um, and so where I'm where I'm going with this is we talk a lot about making our daily life our practice and um, I'm glad we do that, and it's very legitimate, given that most of us are going to go back to a, a daily life. We're not going back to the monastery or retreat. And I've noticed that I always, ever since I've started practicing, I always kind of check out at that part of the conversation, because some part of me doesn't really buy it, like that we can really w wake up when life is really, you know, really crazy, really busy, really full moving faster. So, I think my question is, what is it that we really do carry when we leave retreat? What do we really take with us? And how do we each individually know uh, how much formal practice and training to, to do? And, you know, in other words, I really appreciate the qualities of heart and mind that are, are, are available to me right now. And I want, 
it's very clear, you know, there was a question on the other side of the room about having strong convictions on retreat and knowing how to follow through with that. And I know that much of what I see and experience on retreat, <coughs> I don't want to live without, and I don't want the people around me to have to live without or to be subject to my defilements. In trusting that we are all in a similar situation, how do we each individually know how much formal practice is right for us? ไส้อาเรบาเรบลูปยองแลเลยตะดีเลยตะมาดีเลยบาเรบาเรตูสกาปยองยอไทนาเลเนเนยอลาราเนสกาปยอราเนกองดาชะตูตีตีไหนตะ
make the opportunities to practice and make the effort to do it. You know, just. So what you have to take home with you is the practice. He says this body mind is an ongoing stream. We have to bring awareness and wisdom into that stream. No choice. Actually, he says we have no choice. We have to put awareness and wisdom into that stream. Yeah, if we really understand how critical it is to have awareness and wisdom, he says, then we will know that we have no choice. It must be there. It's just like we can't live without money. We really can't live without wisdom. Can't live without the dark. Yeah. So we practice to understand. We practice to understand. And however, there's a mind that says, I want to understand. Mm. Is there such a thing as wholesome wanting? He says there is something called chanda, which is the the wholesome. But chanda has wisdom in it. So how you know whether it's wisdom or loba or chanda? He says chanda understands cause and effect. It knows. What the causes are for that yeah, so it really understands how it's done, and then it works on the cause. But because it's wholesome, he says it's just interested in fulfilling the causes. It's not interested in the result because it knows it knows very well that this will be the result, and it doesn't matter if it takes a million years. Whereas when Loba is frustrated, it becomes upset. If it can't get it tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, it's going to be upset. He says, do we want to un Gain the understanding, or do we just want to practice? Mm. Mm. We practice to understand, but are we trying to gain the understanding, or are we trying to practice? Mm. <laughs> you want to try, you try to want to practice. Huh? So you want to get the Dharma, or practice the Dharma? <laughs> Get, get, get. <laughs> yeah. What, brother? Get, get, get. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah, do you want to sit meditation or practice meditation? Yeah. I know many of us have been expressing our gratitude uh, to both of you for coming and teaching 
And what I'm realizing tonight is the biggest teaching I'm taking is the embodiment of both of you here for countless hours. Mm -hmm. Every time, yes, respond, really embodying this practice mm -hmm. of responding with patience, delight, <laughs> and interest. No, really, it feels like that. I don't know what you feel, but the appearances. <laughs> and, and I'm like, this is exactly what Saiba is asking us to do in our minds, is sit here for countless hours mm -hmm. and respond with this interest and this love and and just patience with, in our sense, our, our very repetitive, like our, <laughs> our dose of questions, right? We're just sitting here like, we don't get it, we don't get it, we don't get it. And so if you could express that no. gratitude, I'd feel even more grateful. <laughs> but I think we're getting a lot of it, though. We are getting it. ตัวบาเปียวจินเลสรอตัวบาเปียวจินเลสรอตัวเปียวเลยเอ่อกูเซ็งดีมาเต็มเปียร์อ่ะเอ่อบาดาเปียร์เนี่ยขามาหูตร